Good morning and welcome to another edition of Today's Nutrition, where we look at what is new in research, what's hot in the news, or any topic that can help us lose weight, be healthier, or live longer better. Well, I have had a whirlwind of a couple of weeks. We had a surprise birthday party for my 90-year-old mother. How great was that? Then one of my grandson's sixth birthday party and a brand new grandson that was born on my mother's birthday. And that is her second great-grandchild born on her birthday. Is she the queen or what? And then the the one-year-old grandson had a party. And I think you're going to find this interesting. And it's probably what makes me happiest deep down. My daughter has resolved to raise him on real food, the old-fashioned way, not processed foods, no cookies, sweets, treats, day and night. So for the traditional birthday cake smash for all the photo ops, she made a really good cake with no sweeteners. It had bananas and nut butter and, and almond flour and lots of cinnamon, and then it had a yogurt icing. He loved it. It was actually really good. Then for the coup de gras, he was a two-fisted eater with steamed broccoli in one hand, steamed asparagus in the other, and a big smile on his face. You know, if you start them out eating lots of vegetables and real food, that's what they expect. And, and their taste buds don't get perverted by sugar. You know, it'll set him up for the potential of a long and healthy life. So he too can live long and healthfully like his 90-year-old great-grandmother. Strong body, strong brain. Now, you've heard me say the research that this generation of young adults is going to be the first to not be expected to live as long as the previous generations. In fact, most kids today have at least one chronic health problem before graduating from high school. Most adults, to the joy of the pharmaceutical companies, are on a multitude of drugs that would not be necessary if they could change their diet and lifestyle. I really should say would change because we can change our diet and lifestyle. It's a matter of will we. And this ties into my topic this week, sugar and the brain. We don't want ADHD, anxiety, depression, mood problems, and later, memory problems. And that's the most critical thing is what you eat. So is it taking you longer to complete tasks? Are you having trouble handling money and paying bills? Do you have less gumption, less initiative? Do you feel like you've got brain fog? Well, today I'm going to talk about some really interesting research on certain sweeteners and how the brain functions, what sweeteners to avoid, and which ones to use, and then I'm going to finish with the best of what research tells us on how to stay sharp mentally your whole live long life. Just in time for Valentine's Valentine's Day. So I'm going to give you the current research. So you may be thinking twice before digging into that box of chocolates and overindulging. Now, I know we all love sweets. It's one of the five tastes that our taste buds recognize. But today's obsession with sweet things is over the top. You know, 
I hate what sugar does to people, and I do my best to avoid it at all costs. I've seen it destroy people's minds, their bodies, and because it acts like a really feel-good addictive drug, many won't even consider giving it up even when they know it's harming them. I see it daily, people with metabolic problems associated with sugar. I mean, Alzheimer's, diabetes, heart disease, blood pressure, cholesterol, arthritis, gallbladder disease, I said arthritis, obesity, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, even menopause. It's really insane. We defend what might be killing us just because it tastes good. You know, you can name just about any modern condition, and I can show you research that associates sugar intake with it. But not to worry, because science is also showing us some promising alternatives so you can basically have your cake and eat it too. And it goes back to some ancient proven foods that will not disrupt our whole metabolism. So how can we make the change a little bit easier? Maybe knowing the why and the how. So here goes the new research published in the Journal of Nutritional Neuroscience last August, shows that by switching out sugar for natural stevia, not the artificial sweeteners, the brain was healthier. A little background, the national average for the Americans, we consume about 126 grams of sugar every day. That's almost 30 teaspoons. Some people, a heck of a lot more. Now, the official recommendation is that women should not exceed six grams, not 126. Whoa! (laughs) That is a shocking gap between the recommended and the actual consumption of sugars in the standard American diet. Sad. Now, this recommendation isn't suggesting we need six grams of sugar. It's simply stating that it should not exceed So if you never, ever, ever had sugar again, honestly, your body and your mind would celebrate. In reality, sugar is an anti-nutrient, meaning sugar burns up more nutrients than it provides, depleting your view of magnesium and chromium and B vitamins and calcium so much more. Sugar even lowers the immune system for six hours after eating it, and it causes you to be hungrier, making you gain weight and causing insulin resistance. It brings nothing to the party, and it steals the presence. Not just an empty calorie, it is a negative nutrient. Okay, so the new research last August in the Journal of Neuroscience builds really on decades of research showing that sugar and artificial sweeteners are really bad for the brain overall, including effects on cognitive function, mental health, and memory. But the cool thing about this study is that it compared how the brain reacted to sugar versus sucralose, aka Splenda, versus stevia. It really told the story. So in case you don't know what Splenda or sucralose is, Splenda is just sugar with chlorine added, so the body doesn't recognize it as a calorie. So it's non-nutritive. It confuses the body, so it doesn't know what to do with it. Chlorine. You can imagine, it's not that really the healthiest thing to ingest. Chlorine, really bad for the thyroid, which regulates your metabolism. So no wonder the scale doesn't budge. And what's stevia? Stevia is just a leaf 
that tastes super sweet to the taste buds, but it doesn't react like sugar in the body. And I think this is really critical. It's been in human consumption for thousands of years. You can even grow it yourself. I had a stevia plant last summer, and we had fun chewing on the leaves and then adding it to different things we wanted to sweeten. So the study in nutritional neuroscience concluded that the natural sweetener stevia is a better choice. In fact, the study found that sugar negatively impacted memory and cognitive function, causing erratic brain cell firing. In this study, they actually performed brain imaging studies and found sugar increases the slow brain waves, altered memory and learning. It found that it increases the theta brain waves, like what your brain produces when you're like meditating or dozing off to sleep. You know, they hooked them up to the EEGs machine to measure the brain waves, and the brain actually goes into theta brain wave. You know, you're sleeping, you're dreaming, you're drifting off to sleep, or like just before you wake up. You know, you're not not going to be like what you want when you're alert, when you're creative, when you're driving, when you're working, when you're trying to have a conversation. You don't want to be in the theta brain state. You know, it's like you're half asleep or brain fog. The way they conducted this randomized controlled study was good. They used people with normal BMI, not obese, not anyone that was obviously metabolically challenged. Then they eliminated all sweeteners for a week to kind of clean out everything. And then they put them through comprehensive neuropsychological assessments and did the EEGs just to get their baseline of what each individual was like. Then they did the study where they had the people either eat sugar, eat sucralose, or eat stevia as their sweetener. After the six weeks, they were retested and compared to the previous results. The study showed that both sugar and sucralose had a negative impact on making new memories like learning. I mean, is it any wonder people complain of brain fog? You know, what's really significant is that there was a huge decrease in encoding memory in the sucralose group. You know, in the final evaluation, even more in in the sucralose than the sucrose. So it was so bad in encoding memories and executive functioning, meaning the ability to plan and make decisions when they were eating sucralose. Then the EEG showed those theta brain waves, like the brain was falling asleep. Bottom line. Sugar and sucralose is really bad for the brain. How about stevia? No change. The final and initial results in the stevia group were the same. Brain worked normally. Now you think, maybe I should use other artificial sweeteners. Well, they can affect memory as well. Aspartame, like NutraSweet or Equal. Saccharin, like Sweet and Low. Uh, Splenda, a lot of research that not good for the body or the brain. Even though it doesn't have sugar, it can contribute to chronically high insulin that could increase your risk for Alzheimer's disease, heart disease, diabetes, metabolic syndrome. They found that people actually gain weight 
on artificial sweeteners. And a wealth of research is showing an association between artificial sweeteners and behavioral problems, mood problems, including anxiety and depression and irritability and sleep problems. Actually, in a 2018 study in nutritional neuroscience, concluded that aspartame may be responsible for adverse neurobehavioral health outcomes. And it was not recommended in this, in this research. They said it was not recommended for people with these problems. So if you've got any of those mood issues, might want to look at your sweeteners. An earlier study from 2017 in the journal Stroke concluded that drinking artificially sweetened sodas were associated with an increased risk of dementia as well as stroke. Just one can of artificially sweetened beverages every day makes you three times more likely to develop dementia or suffer a stroke or have what they call a vascular event. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't want any vascular events, whatever they are. And to add to that 2022 study that looked at sugar, sucralose, and stevia, that, you know, if you're going to have trouble with memory, encoding memory, and judgment in the executive function, maybe you want to start looking at what you sweeten with. And stevia? No neuropsychological effects at all. You know, it's an extract of an herb, two to 300 times sweeter than sugar, no impact on blood sugar levels. It is just affecting the taste buds. In fact, there's some research that suggests that it may help stabilize blood sugar, enhance glucose tolerance, reduce blood pressure, but of course, more research is needed. But I also want to give you another option. There is another sweetener that I happen to like better. It is called monk fruit, also called Lohan, comes from China, you know, monk fruit, but it has a long history in human consumption with no adverse effects. Some people like me prefer it to stevia because it kind of has a cleaner taste, no no aftertaste. Um, some people, um, you know, they have a little bit different taste buds, so... There's, there are options, but with all the negatives of sugar and artificial sweeteners on mental, physical health, choosing stevia or lohan, definitely a better choice since it has no impact. You combine what, that with the 10 tips I gave you last week on how to curb cravings, you are well on your way to a healthier diet that leads to a healthier, longer life potentially. Lastly, I want to give you some quick tips to help you stay as mentally sharp as you possibly can. Here it goes. Number one, in addition to the sugars, I want you to also avoid honey, maple syrup, juices, regular flour, even milk. They all spike insulin. Number two, exercise, exercise, exercise every day. It is at least as important as diet in staying healthy mentally and physically. Makes all your cells work at their best. Sitting really is the new smoking. Walk, run, lift weights, do yoga, ride a bike, play tennis, doesn't matter. Do something you like. Number three, diet. You know, as many vegetables, low sugar fruits, you know, they contain 25,000 phytonutrients that protect our cells. 
oh my gosh, they're probably as important as the vitamins and minerals, especially as we get older because they protect the cells. A healthy diet also has to have healthy fats like flax and fish and at least 60 to 70 grams of good, clean protein. You know, that makes you much more capable of cutting back on sugars because you're more satisfied. You're nutritionally solid and your blood sugar stable. Number four, herbs and spices in cooking, consider it taking curcumin, the extract of, of turmeric. Of course, I love BCM 95. That's the curamin extra strength or in curamed. The research on it is so superior. It is so important as we age. I take it every day. I will not go without it. My goal being to live to 100, know I'm there and glad I'm there. Curcumin is one of my tools to support that. Okay, number five, avoiding toxins. We're exposed to so much in the last 70, 80 years, pesticides, herbicides, plastics, persistent organic pollutants or pops in our air, our water, our household cleaners, our cosmetics, our foods. Many of these are considered dementogens causing dementions, obesogens causing obesogens and carcinogens causing cancer you know, avoid them. So anyway, hope you enjoyed listening to another edition of today's nutrition. I hope you'll help someone you love or you. If you want to listen to other shows, you can go to my website, debford.com or on iTunes under today's nutrition. Be sure to like it so it'll be shared with others. Have a great day. And remember, your Valentine is sweet enough. Do something else really nice for them.